Hello and welcome to the Conscious Diva podcast. I'm Tatiana and with me today is human design expert Lindsay Means. Lindsay specializes in helping people use the tools of human design to heal themselves as well as teaching you how to apply what you've learned to grow your business. Welcome Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Oh, you are most welcome. And, you know, I love how human design lights you up. You have such a genuine passion and the, I feel like you have a natural ability to interpret the charts as well. And I thoroughly enjoyed the session that we did and, and I learned so much and I really wanted to share your enthusiasm with my listeners. So welcome and thank you. Oh, thank you. And I, thank you for that validation because I don't know how I understand this system, but I do. And it does light me up to share this knowledge with, with other people. So thank you for seeing that. Oh, you're welcome. No, it's really cool. Well, so let's start with some basics because as I was saying to you before, I think um, just in case some listeners aren't so familiar with human design, uh, I'd love you to begin with some basics and then we can talk more in depth later on in the, in the episode. So let's start with <laughs> what is human design? Good question. So I like to say that human design is like an operation manual for your mind and your body. And it combines ancient modalities of Kabbalah, astrology, I Ching, the chakra system, and quantum mechanics. And I know that might sound wild, but it uses your birthday and I like going to freehumandesignchart.com and pop in your birthday where you were born and you'll get your unique chart. And I will give you a warning whenever you look at it for the first time, you may say, what the heck am I even looking at? Um, it is, I like to say an alien language and I'm a really good interpreter of it or translator of it. <laughs> yeah, um, but that, that's what it is in a nutshell. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it is totally you know, human design, the, the system is a syncretism that fuses all these diverse practices together, creating this truly unique ideology that is in a scary way, uh, a design map that shows us what we were supposed to do in this life, in this reincarnated form, right? Like it's, it's kind of mind blowing actually. And, you know, I, I it, since talking with you, it really made me, think about how incredible and how totally weird it is at the same time <laughs> and, and I personally sat with these polarities for a while and it really made me think about the depth of what we don't know from a scientific point of view about human existence but also about the grand design of life from a spiritual point of view you know that we all have a purpose to fulfill and so I'd, I'd love for you to just talk a little bit more about how it really is this divine blueprint. Like, How does this work when you get the chart? And as you said, it looks like an alien language. Uh, it's colorful, there's shapes, uh, there's lots of numbers, there's astrological aspects to it. How, what is the easiest way a person can look at their chart without knowing a single thing about it? Mm, that is such a good question. The thing, Yes, exactly what you said. You're looking at something you've never seen before and your mind is what the heck is going on? What, what does everything mean? We always want to know the answer to those questions. And the thing I always tell people about is your big three. 
So just like in astrology, your big three is your sun, your rising and your moon. And that's really important. And there's three things that everyone should know about their human design chart. And that's your type, which there's five different types. And that's your energetic role in the universe. And then every type has a strategy. So your strategy is how you put your body into cruise control. And this is the thing I love about human design because astrology is more like what your karma is and kind of a a map for your life. And human design tells you how to operate your body. And it's so beautiful because it believes that our body is the vehicle and it knows what's up. It's no, it knows what to do, but where our soul, who we are, we're the passenger and we can choose to just let the body do its thing. And that's what human design's for. It's to help us learn how to put our body into cruise control, to tap into the universe, to tap into this energy that we were born with and enjoy the ride. Mm. But often we're trying to grab that wheel and say, no, we're going this way and we're fighting with our bodies. So our strategy will let you know how to put your body into cruise control. And then your authority is your decision-making mechanism. So society tells us we need to use our brains, weigh the pros and the cons, think about it, use logic to make your decision. And the brain is really here for inspiration and ideas and communication and research, but it's not the decision-making mechanism. So that's something that has really helped me on my own journey is learning to get out of my head and tap into my body to know what's right for me. Mm. So those are the three things. Explain a little bit about uh, about that because even though you've just explained the three things, some people still might be going, "What? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by that?" And so, when you were first introduced to, well, firstly, how how were you introduced to human design, and what was it about this? Because you actually were a hairdresser, you're a stylist, you did a completely different thing to human design. (laughs) Yes, I discovered, I like to say human design found me uh, during COVID. And I was a hairstylist and I was on my journey to break away from that. because I've always known I'm here to serve on a deep level and I wasn't fulfilled behind the chair. So I was already seeking. I was in some group and someone said, do you know what human design is? And it's a weird term. So I was like, well, please tell me more because I've taken every single personality test on earth. (laughs) And that's what I thought it was. (laughs) So I thought it was another Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or something like that. So I put in my information and I got my chart. It was like, you're a manifesting generator. I was like, Ooh, that sounds cool. (laughs) And (laughs) so I started Googling about it and I read about the sacral center, which I have a sacral authority and I can get into all of this stuff too. I can share these, the, the top, the top uh, most popular ones and kind of what it's all about, but I've read about it and I started tapping into it. And then I forgot about it because it was so overwhelming. Uh, But it came back into my universe again. And 
synchronicities are a part of my design anyways. And so I got obsessed and I don't, I've, I've read almost every book I could get my hands on, listen to every podcast. I've read hundreds of charts. I've experimented with myself and my partner and everyone around me. And it really helps me understand people on a deeper level. So I fell in love with it, but it, it took some time for sure. And I just, I experiment with it every day. That's something I want to say is after listening to this podcast, you're probably going to get the bug. <laughs> you're probably going to go get your chart. And this is a, a system that takes time mm. and it's a lot of contemplation. And they say it takes seven years to fully start living by your design. Wow. So give yourself grace and compassion <laughs> when you're learning about this, because it's not just a quick thing. It takes a lot of time to really embody and soak in this information at a soul level, which is yeah. why I love it so much. Yeah. It's interesting because when I did my chart with you and you recommended going to unlockyourdesign.com. Um, and you said, look at the top four numbers, the two for the body column, and then the two top ones in the mind column. And I went and did that. And it was remarkable, like reading about myself, like, and obviously those numbers, anybody can have those numbers, right? They're not exclusive to me, but in combination, they're exclusive to me. And so those, the aspects, and what, what I found really interesting about all of that was unlike astrology, it shows you your shadow side as well. Like, what do you need to work on? What are the aspects, these traits in your life that you, that haven't, you know, that maybe have shown up or haven't shown up because you're not old enough or you just haven't identified them yet. And it was interesting because that, and I also did, did my, went and did my husband's chart and I did my kids' charts too. Cause then I was like, oh my God, let's see, let's, this is crazy. And things like for my husband, he's always busying himself, like getting out there. And, uh, and I just want to give a couple of examples so people can sort of understand in personality traits. You know, these are really basic ones. But with my, my husband, he's always busying himself. He's going outside. And, and I would always say for many, many years, oh, you need to just meditate, like just chill, like God, like give yourself a break. And what's wrong with you? Like you're never allowing yourself to process like the things that are going on in your mind. And it wasn't, it was literally like two months ago when I looked and we read this together and I was like, oh my God, you're supposed to busy yourself. This is an aspect, a characteristic trait that you have, that you literally like, this is actually what you're meant to do. And like on a basic level, I mean, there are many other things, but that was like one little thing. And we both had a laugh about it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, go right then. Potter in the garden. I'm never going to say anything again to you about it. Like, go for it. But there was interesting because, and, and we both thought to ourselves, because we also read our kids' ones together and they haven't been alive long enough <laughs> where one, one, one of our kids, we've got a 12-year-old and a 17-year-old. So with him, we could see some things that he, you know, sort of maybe shadow aspects, but not for our daughter because she was only 12. Um, so we both, so I wondered, and this is a question for you, if someone's younger and they haven't, they're looking at their chart and they, or they go to unlock your design and have a look at the numbers and apply them, what is a way that, and I know this is through help where you come in as, a, as an expert and help people identifying these shadow aspects of themselves and understanding, well, have you seen? Because I, I'm 47, so I could look and go, oh my gosh, 
I've done these things. I've done that work on myself. I've moved through that. Wow. Like if I'd been 25 and looking at my chart, I don't think I'd ha- it would have had the same impact on me. So the question for you is what, what advice can you give around that? Like what can you tell people? Like you get excited, you see all the positives, but then how do we interpret the negative aspects, the shadow side, and then work with that so we can actually really live truly our purpose? Mm, that's a beautiful question and it's so interesting you bring that up because human design was created for kids like Ah. that was the main purpose is so that the the parent can first learn about their own design Mm -hmm. but then learn about their child's design because a projector now I'm gonna get into terminology my my, both my kids are projectors by the way both of them Yes. So, and you're an energy type. What's your husband? He was a manifest, he's a manifester and I'm a manifesting generator. I think my husband's actually a generator. That would make more sense. <laughs> when you were like, he's always busy doing stuff. I was like, that doesn't sound like, yeah, a no, he's a generator. It's a, yeah. Alchemist generator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. He's, he's totally a generator. So you're the energy type in your family. And so <laughs> essentially simply put they need time away from you like they're tapped into your sacral energy center if you're listening and you're a generator or a manifesting generator you're an energy being and what makes us generators is having sacral energy and it's just constantly going we wake up with the full tank of gas we've got to burn it all off go to sleep wake up with it full again now projectors, manifestors, and reflectors are non-energy beings. So when your husband and your kids are around you, they're tapped into your sacral energy and then some. Mm. So they can take and harness that energy and do even more than we can with it. But they can't run at, like they've got to take time away from that energy because it's not part of who they are. So when this is, a good segue into the centers really quick. And then I can go around back around to your question. And it ties, it all ties in. When you're looking at your chart, you're going to see nine shapes and those are the centers and they're based off the chakra system. So these centers are where we're transmitting and receiving energy to and from other people. So everything that's colored in, in your chart, you're defined. The colored in centers are called defined or closed. And that means you're an influencer, you're a transmitter. So you're constantly transmitting the qualities of those centers out into the universe. Now, everything that's white in your chart is open, also called undefined. And these are our wisdom centers. And This is where, when we're by ourselves, we don't have access to that energy. We have little personality traits of it, but we don't have access to the energy until we're around someone who does. Mm -hmm. And then we take in their energy. And what happens in family units is you're with your family all the time. So you Mm -hmm. identify with the energy that's not yours. So this is where conditioning can come in because you, you are identifying with energy that's not who you are when you're alone. So to answer your question, kids, oh my gosh, kids, I'm not a mom. I want to be someday, but I observe them and I'm just like, they're so intelligent. Mm. 
and they know what they're doing already. They, they don't have those, those shadows. Like, yeah, of course they do, but like, they don't, just like you said, like, it's really, as a parent, the best thing you can do is just let your kid know their type, strategy, authority. That's really all you need to know to help them live by their design and recognize they're different from you and how to support them. And as a, project, as a mom of two projector kids, they need to learn how to be recognized and they need to be in the spotlight. And they, that can be difficult as an adult if you weren't in the spotlight as a kid. So as far as children understanding or teenagers understanding this information, it may be a little too much or too deep, <laughs> but as a parent or a mentor, you can help support them type strategy authority. Um, so does that answer your question? Yeah, well, I guess it was more about what if um, not so much children or parents looking at their kids' charts, but more when you see the shadow aspects in your chart after reading, how do you help your clients break that down and go through it? I mean, those would get great answers personally for me. <laughs> But, but I think, so thank you. But it was more um, openly for, for the audience. Like what, if they're looking at that and they haven't identified them or they're just seeing all the positive traits because that's just our human nature, isn't it? And we just kind of want to see all the, the good things and go, oh, I can do that. I can do that. Or I have this in my chart or yes. Uh, but there's also aspects that, that, are, that aren't always positive and they show up in the human design chart. And I thought that was so interesting that it literally tells you, oh, here are the things, um, the shadow aspects, and this is what you need. These are the steps that you can take to improve that. And I'm referencing specifically um, unlockyourdesign.com when you sort of, when you plug in your, your numbers and read the description okay. of those um, archetypes, let's say. Gotcha. Okay, so your, you, what you're talking about and unlock your design is based off of the numbers. Yes. So when you're looking at your chart, you've got the nine shapes and then there's 64 numbers mm -hmm. and your number will be highlighted with a line coming out of it. And to simply put it, these are like the personality traits and they're based off the I Ching and unlock your design has used a lot of gene key knowledge to create an archetype for each 64 personality traits essentially so the shadow side generally during sessions and with my clients I look at the open centers mm -hmm. because that's where we've been conditioned the most and I'll I don't really go into a lot of gene key individual gate um I give resources for that because it's more of a, your own journey. Yeah. Cause that as you, as you found out, like me talking about it is one thing, but you reading it yourself and absorbing it and connecting with it and creating this experience with it. That's what's going to unlock your knowledge because it's already within you. Right. Right. Yeah. So to answer your question, every, every gate has a shadow side, the gift and the city. So how I personally utilized it is I recognized the life purpose archetypes that you were mentioning earlier and uh, just the open centers. If I have a gate coming out of it, I'm trying to think of an example. So the spleen center, I have an open spleen 
And that center is all about intuition, fear, survival, awareness. And the gate that I have, the shadow side is working way too hard, struggling and just trying to make things happen. And the, the gift of it is realizing what's worth the struggle or not. So when I'm struggling and in my personal life, I'm like, what is going on? Then I can check the gene keys and, or unlock your design. And I can recognize the shadow. I can recognize what I'm moving into and it helps my personal growth. Mm. Um, so that's, that's how to kind of find out that when you're aware of the shadow, first time I read about it, it's like, oh my God, yeah, these are the shadows. So you, first it's awareness of the mm. shadow then when you're in it, sometimes you don't really have that awareness, but later on when you're contemplating or meditating or whatever you do, oh, I was in the shadow of codependency or, oh, I was in this shadow and how can I move into the gift? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, that's a big part of that. And it's the open centers is where I generally start first. Yeah, cool. Thank you. It, it is, it's so interesting because as you said, and that's one of the things that I enjoyed about our session was you do enable the, the person to, okay, it's up to you if you want to explore. You had so much null information, but then it was like, okay, have a check out this stuff. And then my own time to contemplate and sit and then process, it was like, whoa, oh, wow, this is really cool. And, and, and I got like excited about stuff, you know? So when you work with people to apply all this to their business and growing their business, do you first work with the client to start on the, themselves and then say, hey, let's look at your chart. So let's walk, walk us through that process. Yes, I, I have found that I attract soulpreneurs. So anyone who is fulfilling their soul purpose through their business. And if you're a soulpreneur, you're the heart of your business. So if you're struggling with getting new clients as a projector, you may not be putting yourself out there to be seen. So whenever I have a session, they're totally customized and co-created to each person. And I love I love solving problems. I love helping people. And so I ask them, what are you struggling with in any area of your life, really? And they tell me their answers. And so I have an idea of where we're going. And then we just have a conversation. And in the conversation, I'm flipping back and forth to their chart. And they'll be like, yeah, this is going on. And I identify exactly where it is. Mm. So once I identify the area, I say, yeah, well, that makes sense because of this, this, and this in your human design chart. And here's what you can do to start working through that. Um, So that I'm not a traditional human design reader. I tried that for a long time and it was too boring. (laughs) I want to do some work. I want to do some, I want breakthroughs. I want aha moments. I want transformation during this time that I'm with my, my clients. And so it's definitely been an evolution, but that's generally how I use this tool with uh, my clients. And you got to do the inner work. If, if your business, if your business or your personal life or your relationships, if they're not where you want them to be, it's you. And that's difficult to hear sometimes, yeah. but human design is a beautiful tool to help you know where where do I start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
maybe just come back um, to explaining a little bit more about the different, the human design types, right? Yeah. I, I love explaining the types as if they were building a town. And so the first type that I talk about is the manifester and they're about 8% of the population and they are the developers, the idea people. They're here to bring ideas into earth and they're here to speak them out into existence and they're really here to know their impact on other people. And then we have the projector who is like the architect. And the projectors are about 20% of the population. And they're really good at managing. They're really here to manage, manage generator types. <laughs> so they're really good in project management, managing people, coming up with ideas. They can see from this bird's eye view from point A to Z. And they're here to share their beautiful wisdom with, with people and lead and guide them. Next, we have the generator type, which is 35% of the population, and they're like the slow and steady builder. So they're here for mastery. They're here for perfection. They're here to do whatever it is that lights them up, and they're always going to have enough energy to accomplish that. And they work from point A to point B, and it doesn't mean a linear path, but it's just slowly building to that perfection and mastery, whatever their life purpose is. Next, we have the manifesting generator, which is like the fast and efficient builder, and we're 35% of the population. So we work best in sprints and we are really quick. We're really quick at what we do. We can accomplish a lot in a short amount of time. Um, we find the fastest, easiest, most efficient ways to do things. That entrepreneur who has a podcast and has this and has that and has that, they're probably a manifesting generator. And we're designed to, to like multiple things. So choosing a niche has been terrible for me because I'm like, I just want to help everyone and whatever lights me up right now. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, we have the reflector, which is 1% of the population. And they're like the interior designers environment is really important for them who where they live their home life they need a lot of alone time they're they're magical beings they're so different from everyone in the population and they're like shapeshifters they become all of the types they're lunar beings they work on uh, a 28 day cycle and they're here to be a cosmic mirror to the universe and so that's all the all the types in in a nutshell Hmm, interesting. And when, what, was there also a projector? Yeah, the projector is the, the lighthouse, the, um, the, uh, they're, they're like the architect. Okay. So wait, so projectors and generators are similar? No project. So generators, uh, generators and gen manifesting generators, they're the energy type. So 70% of the population are the energy types, the worker bees, the here to actually bring ideas into the physical world. Okay. And then the rest of the population are the non-energy types. So the projectors, they're here to lead and guide other people and be the lighthouse, mm -hmm. but let other people do the work. 
Um, same with manifestors. They're here to bring those ideas into existence and have a team of people to do it. Um, and then the reflectors, they're really mirrors of their environment. So reflectors make amazing coaches because they're just reflecting you right back to you. Mm. Um, so projectors are really here to, they're, they're designed to, to lead and guide the generator types because we often have issues with big picture planning and that's what the projector can do. They can see from this bird's eye view. Okay. And who came up with this? Like what, where did this come from? Cause it's a relatively new application. It was downloaded to this man, Ra Rufu, and his name was Alan Robert Kraukauer, um, and he received a download for this system in 1987. He heard a voice that shared all of this information with him, and it's a really beautiful system because it's other people have added to it, and it's evolved and changed. So it wasn't just downloaded in the 80s or 90s and hasn't ever changed it's evolved and grown as the as society as consciousness has evolved and grown so that's also a beautiful I love that that it's ever changing because humans we're always evolving and so it can kind of tell you what what the next generation of humans are going to be which is really cool I know that um, like you get the chart, the human design chart, and some people call it the body graph. But as I said earlier, I really think it's more of a, a, a personal divine blueprint. I mean, what do you think? Like, what have you gotten out of it? I, I know you shared a little bit up front, but now that you're actually, you're teaching courses, you're helping people, you're doing this for a living. I mean, can you see that in your blueprint? Can you see that this was the path you were supposed to be taking? Yes, and it's been so interesting because I have been using this as a tool to find my purpose. And that's the thing. It's not going to say, hey, Tatiana, you're going to be a coach and you're going to serve these people. It doesn't give you everything. You've got to unlock it right. and you've got to discover it mm -hmm. and resonate with it. And I've read so many, I'm rereading a book right now and I continue to get the more you read it, the more you learn, the more you get. So in my personal life, oh my God, I've gone through a quite the healing journey over the last year, even just within this year. And I don't think I could have done it all without knowing my human design. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I could have faced everything I faced. I've faced my biggest fears of my whole entire life that I would have ran from before. And I have an open spleen center and with an open spleen, we're here to face our fears and every fear you face makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. And that was my mantra when I was facing these fears. And then the emotional center, I'm a not, I'm an, I receive emotions. I don't generate them myself. And emotions. I used to have panic attacks when I would cry. I stuffed everything down. I wouldn't speak my truth because I was anticipating the emotional response of the other person. And that's kept me stuck. And I've been living in grayscale basically my whole life. And so learning about my human design and like, this is 
you've been conditioned. This isn't you. This isn't your energy. And so it's allowed me to release and let go of this conditioning. And so in my business, yes, it's helped me. But personally, I am not the same person I was a year ago. And human design, hands down, human design, meditation, and inner child work have transformed my life. And, and you're sharing that now as a human design coach. And what is it, what's your favorite thing about human design? What do you love the most about it? That it gives you permission to be you. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of feedback do you get from people? Are they are like, oh my God, I never knew I could do that or you know, all kinds of things? Mm, it's, it's really that, the funny thing is, I'm not telling any of my clients anything new because I'm literally telling them about who they are. And so a lot of it is that, oh my God, this is who I am and that's okay. Like you with your husband, like just that little thing of, yeah, this is part of who you are. Yeah. I had a call yesterday and the girl, uh, my client, she both her and I have open, a completely open head and an open Ajna. And basically that means we don't, we're not generating inspiration or ideas or thoughts. We're receiving it from other people. Mm. I, sometimes I, there's, it's literally blank in my head, got nothing there. And that I've been, my ex used to say, you have rocks in your head. And my dad used to get onto me, Lindsay, you're smarter than this. Why don't you know the answer? I'm like, because I don't, and I'm not supposed to. And so she was like, yeah, I just thought that was normal. And so when you recognize, yes, it's normal for you, but it's not normal for other people. I think the two things are, it gives you permission to be you. And then it helps you understand that you're different from other people. And we often don't think that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. When, when I was looking deeper into my chart, one of the things that came up was um, as a healer doing healing work that I also do um, through the, and the specific word was provoking, provoking a person's truth to come out through healing. And I, and I sat with that and I was like, wow, I get like, that's so true. That's, when I'm doing the work with people, with my clients, it really, and, and most people have a negative association with the word provoke because it does provoke. It can, people can be provoked into being angry or whatever, right? But actually provoking them to the center where they open their hearts. So it was really, that was the deeper definition. And then I was like, wow. And that's so, it made me realize, wow, the work that I specifically focus, it is, it's all very heart centered and really about provoking that essence that's deeply that's deep within us so that we can move through and you know speak our truth be in our our mm. true essence but anyway there are so many there are so many other radical things about human design um and i just thought it was it's such an important tool that if people haven't experienced it they should totally reach out to you they should you know totally go and get their free chart, which is so easy to do. Uh, I love freehumandesignchart.com, but you can Google human design chart and you'll find a ton of, a ton of uh, options for you. As you know, I love, I have free resources. I've got all the resources. I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. So uh, I love chat. I could literally talk about this all day long. Um, 
And it's, it's because I love helping people and, and helping them understand themselves on a deeper level. If you have this description in your chart that says, wait to respond, what does that mean? Like how, cause people could just sit there forever and be like, well, I'm waiting, I'm waiting and no one ever called me back. <laughs> so <laughs> can you just interpret some of the language maybe that you can see or come across in human design? So the waiting to respond is the strategy for the generator and the manifesting generator. And I thought the same thing. I was like, what? I don't want to wait. <laughs> like, I'm a quick moving person. That sounds awful. So what it is, is that we, what makes us generator types is that sacral center. And the sacral center is life force energy, satisfaction, pleasure, senses, using sensual energy, fun, play, excitement. Mm -hmm. And to wait to respond means in every single moment of every single day, there's something in our environment that we can respond to, our body can respond to that's either feels uh-huh or uh-uh. And so to respond means to wait for the universe to cue it up for you and let it be easy by being in the now and out of the head into the body. What does my body want to do? And that I've been experimenting with this daily for the last all year. And it's, it's difficult <laughs> because society is like, well, you've got to work for nine hours and then you've got to do this and they've got to eat lunch at 11 and you've got it like, we're so structured and the sacral doesn't know structure. The sacral just says yes or no. And to respond and the sacral center is all about in the moment being present. So when you asked me to do this podcast, I didn't go seek you out. I waited for you to give me something to respond to. So we're responding to our DMs, we're responding to emails. If you want to be on a podcast, put it out there to the universe and wait for it to happen. So that's really what it is. It's not just sitting on the couch twiddling your thumbs. It's being present and tapping into your body to know what the next step is. Yeah, no, that's a great explanation because it, it can sound a lot like, um, okay, you've emailed 10 people about whatever and just sit back, but oh no, it's no one's gotten back to you, right? Like it can feel like you're just waiting. So tell me then, how would you explain that to somebody who maybe has gone, well, I'm a bit stuck in my career and I sent out, you know, 25 emails, I'm looking for a new job in marketing and, um, and I did, I, you know, no one's gotten back to me. It's been a month. In that situation, I would say, are you clear with what you want, first of all? Mm. Because if you don't know what you want, the universe can't deliver. So I heard a great story. And it was this woman, she is an amazing baker and she wants to open a bakery. And so she has this idea. And if she ran out and bought a bakery right then and forced it to happen, it's, it probably wouldn't happen. So she has this idea, this dream. She goes about her life and she takes her cookies to a party and everyone's like, oh my God, your cookies are so good. You should totally sell them. And then she keeps going and she's driving down the road someday and she sees a bakery for sale. And then the next day something else happens and ad pops up for a bakery. 
it's watching, it's putting that idea of what you want out there in the universe and being real clear of what you want and then waiting for the signs. For me, it's, it's like, I, I almost feel like the ideas and the wants and desires are spinning around up in my head. And I'm like, ooh, there's a synchronicity. Ooh, there's a synchronicity. And you kind of feel this buildup of momentum. Yeah. And once it's right timing, it's almost like it comes from up here and it locks in, drops into my sacral. And I'm like, boom, let's yeah. go. Let's go. We've got the energy. So yeah. Being a manifesting generator, I used to be in go, 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 go all of the time. And so I've learned, I've, I follow a cyclical schedule and I have learned when to just let it spin up there. The universe is queuing it up. The universe is queuing it up. Just hold on, hold on, hold on. And then you'll know in your body. And it's like, my, it's like, I don't even know what happens. And I look yeah. around, I'm like, what did I just do? How did I accomplish that? I don't even know. So that's what it means. It's like, instead of just instantly reacting and pushing, when you get that idea, it's waiting for the universe to cue it up in the perfect, most beautiful uh, way. Yeah. And you'll know in your body when it's right for you. So that, that's, that's basically how it is. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I love that, that, that example of the baker because uh, I totally operate like that too. But I, 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 I'm, and thank you for sharing that because it was, um, I just wanted listeners to maybe have a clearer understanding in case someone was a bit stuck, you know, and, and it, it does come down to, well, is, are you really clear on that? And are you really, is this really where your true intentions, are you aligned with that? But um, so thank you so much for giving those examples. You offer so many courses, you have a great website, you've got so many uh, very affordable things that people can do so that they don't have to feel overwhelmed or like it's thousands of dollars that they can't afford right now. You've really made things accessible in a great way so people can just start getting into it. And I think this is an amazing time right now for all sorts of applications, you know, to just try out like, Hey, why not try something different? Thank you for saying that. Thank you for that validation. I, I have worked focused on sharing this knowledge. I want to share as much as I can. And truly the, cause we've talked about a lot and you probably, you're probably listening and you're like, what are they even talking about? Manifesting generator and projector and the terminology. So at the end of the day, all you need to know is your type your strategy and your authority. And you can Google all of that stuff. It's, it's very, there's a wealth of knowledge and information and it's not enough to just read about it. You've got to experiment with it and actually apply the information because that's the only way you're going to learn. So if you would like to go and find out more about Lindsay, you can go to her website, which is lindsaymeans.podia.com. And that is spelled... L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M-E-A-N-S dot podia, P-O-D-I-A dot com. And she has so many amazing resources there. And uh, I hope you figure out more <laughs> about yourselves and enjoy listening to this episode. And thank you so um, much, Lindsay. Thank you for having me here. This has been so much fun. Yeah, awesome. Thank you.